You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. Put on your hammer pants. Hammer pants! Hammer! Slip on your power glove and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, hey, what's up going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I am your co-host. I'm Gary Lane. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SMRGary. And today we are joined by a special third wheel. <laughs> Just because I refer to myself as a third wheel doesn't mean you're allowed to. That's just hurtful. He called you a special one. I did call you special. That is true. I am special just as my mother always told me. I am Jacob. And, you know, follow me wherever. Indiana Ruble, R-U-B-L-E. Or just follow him on the streets. You know, just creep him out, stalk him, that kind of stuff. It happens more often than I'd like to admit. I'm sure it does. And, of course, you know Jacob from Video Game Rewind, one of our shows here on Saturday Morning Rewind. Never heard of it. <laughs> I didn't think so. I don't think anybody listens to that show. <laughs> I thought that was just a phone call that me and you were having. Uh, I didn't realize you were making it public. I so... was recording it, man. Sorry. So <laughs> so today's episode, I figured since most of the, I guess most of the U.S., I don't know about the world, but most of the U.S. is either already back in school now or start school this week. For me, for the kids here up north, they start school this week. I know down south they started like a month ago, which is crazy. Yeah, my kids have been in school for, I think, three weeks now. Yeah, that's insane. I don't have kids, but I get annoyed when I see them at the bus stop, so... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Grumpy old man. <laughs> so I figured today we're going to have a very special back-to-school episode, and we're going to be talking all about Saved by the Bell. Crickets. I, I thought, I well, I thought thought you were going to play like the intro right there. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why would I do that? You know me. I do not do anything because like that a... whatsoever. <laughs> and in here. <laughs> it's like one of the greatest intros ever made, I think, honestly. It really is. It's very catchy. It gets in your head easily. I watched an episode earlier today, and it's been in my head ever since. Yeah. Uh, did you guys know, here's a little trivia, did you know that the uh, creator of that song also created the music for Golden Girls? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that until today. Uh, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, that's also an amazing intro, so... It is. Yeah. And it's like... Else? Like, you ever wish you could just hire somebody to write music for your life? Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, well... I want a theme song. Get a hold of them. If you had a theme song, like, as of right now, one that's already made, what do you feel like your theme song would be, Tim? Why'd you put me on the spot like that? Uh, uh, because that's why you have here. Gary, you're a music guy. What would you say? I'm grumpy and tired. It's mm, <laughs> true. And I don't. I'm grumpy and tired, and I don't like neighborhood children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, that that is a hard question. I really just How? want. I just want like the Back to the Future theme music playing all the time behind me. <laughs> so, say by the bell. It really is a show that really hits home to me. So I loved it as a kid. I watched it originally when it was originally airing because I was of age. I was probably only maybe three to four years younger than the cast was or maybe not the cast, but the characters were in the show at least. 
and honestly, I'm going to get a little personal, a little dark here, but Saved by the Bell may have helped me more than anything else during one of my hardest years of my life. Hmm. So in uh, 1993, my whole family and I, we picked up from Reno, Nevada, where I spent 10 years of my life. I was like three to four when I moved there. And I was 13. We moved away. It's everything are pretty much new. We moved all the way down to Florida, to the northern panhandle of Florida. Such a different, like completely different lifestyle, completely different language, honestly. I'm not making fun of anybody down south, but you guys know what I mean. It's it's completely different from the west coast. Oh, yeah, for sure. True. So that was the hardest year of my life. I left all my friends from, from <clears throat> Reno. I started a new school. I was actually two months they were two months into school when I started the new school. So I was the new kid on top of being a, a new kid. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I didn't even start the first day with them. And I was completely new. I had a completely different accent and everything. Nobody knew who I was. I had zero friends, no friends whatsoever. And the one connection I felt to the West Coast for me personally was Say by the Bell. And it made me so happy watching that show. That's really nice. I never, you know, I've never made such a grand move, so I don't fully understand that. But I did start, I think my kindergarten year, kindergarten or first grade, I switched schools halfway through the, mm-hmm. like at Christmas time, basically. So I came in the second half of the year not knowing anyone. And and it's very isolating. And you do, I can't say that Saved by the Bell was necessarily what I went to, but I did go to television to sort of find my place. <laughs> yeah. So I can, I can definitely relate. And that was kindergarten. Tried doing that in uh, eighth grade which eighth grade for yeah, most people yeah. is the worst year of anybody's life because so many different transitions you're, you're taking in life. So try being a brand new kid in eighth grade. And I was also the, the shortest male in my class and I was super chubby and fat. So I had right. so many things. I had, I had really super thick glasses. So so many things going against me that I got picked on every single day in eighth grade and ninth grade. And one of my my saviors was actually Say by the Bell. So Jacob, tell me about you and Say by the Bell. When did you discover Say by the Bell? Um, you know, it's hard to say when I discovered it. It's one of those things that I feel like's just always kind of been there. Yeah. Um, when when did it first air? I guess we should start there. 1989. It was what? 1989. So that 1989. Yeah, see, and I was born in 87, so to yeah. me it's just always been there. Yeah, it's true. I don't really remember not having Saved by the Bell. Um, and it's never really left, yeah. to be honest with you. It was it was really one of those shows that um, it was on before school a lot of times for me, so I got to watch it then. A lot of times it was on late at night, so I got to watch it then because, you know, I ended up catching a lot of the reruns, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I got some of it while it was airing. But it's just, yeah, it's kind of always been there, and it was nice because – there's a few shows that you get every now and then that make you feel like you're part of the community. Yeah. That makes you feel like, you know, they're your friends, you understand them. Um, and I kind of feel like that was saved by the bell. It was just always like, um, you know, almost like I grew up with them. Yeah. And whenever I started seeing, you know, it's like whenever it first starts, it's, you know, it's all the majority of it's just, you know, how how is that going to get caught in a lie this week or, you know, uh, what, you know, what girl's gonna, is he going to go after or how's, how's he not going to get Kelly? Just stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but then as you, as it grows and obviously, you know, into 
college years and everything and and i did follow along with all of that but it's like you know the situations got more serious so for me it was like as i was getting into more serious situations um then i could see you know in this show now i made a lot of bad decisions in my life Mm -hmm. uh, that led me to you know very destructive lifestyle for a while um so i didn't learn a lot from safe by the bell like i should have (laughs) (laughs) um but but it was always there. It was just one of those things. And now, you, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this. It's still there because, um, you know, it's cool that I'll, I'll walk downstairs in the morning sometimes and my daughter is getting ready for school and I hear the theme song playing. Oh. She's watching it wow. as she's getting ready for school. Wow. Right. Um, so, it's just, you know, it's just a circle. It's, it's Which most of the stuff that we love was so good mm-hmm. that our kids are also loving it. So that's we have really good taste yeah. and so do our kids. Yeah, my, my kids, my older kids, they love the show. They really do. And they say it's super cheesy, but they love the cheese in it. (laughs) Well, the 90s did that sort of uh, lesson type thing that Jacob's talking about. And the cheesy, better than any other decade, I think. Yeah. And I'm watching... Okay, so I've been watching Saved by the Bell every day for the past three months. I'm not lying. Every day for that. Because I've been on this like strict workout routine where I'm on the treadmill every day. And uh, my time limit is 22 minutes, which is exactly one episode of Saved by the Bell. So I'm watching one episode of Saved by the Bell every single day. And uh, right now I'm like on season three or something like that. So I'm really reconnecting with it. And it's kind of sad for me to say my fashion sense back in those days was so much like Screech. So much like Screech. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, he even has a folder that I have the same exact folder and he's wearing the same exact, not hammer pants, but the uh, gecko, flashy gecko pants, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so weird that you mention that because the uh, the episode that I watched earlier today for this episode that we're recording now, uh, Zach was wearing a jacket that I'm pretty sure I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There's so many things I see in it where it's like, oh, God, I yeah. have that. I And it's so great. And, um, okay, so you touched upon a little bit, Jacob, about the uh, subjects they touched on. And you're right. The first season was much more geared towards the younger age. But as they progressed in high school, the topics got pretty serious. I mean, mm-hmm. they had drug abuse in that famous one where Jesse's singing, you know, um, I'm so excited and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Which, right. behind the scenes, they actually were pushing for a harder drug than caffeine pills. But they wouldn't oh. air that on Saturday morning if it was anything harder than caffeine pills. So that's why it's only caffeine pills for that episode. But the cast and crew were trying to push for a harder drug. I mean, I guess that would change the TV rating or something. That's... I guess, yeah, I guess, or not, be, not being able to air it on Saturday mornings. Yeah, you would think that the network would want to push to the uh, positive anti-drug yeah. agenda, but... Later on, they, later on, they touched upon marijuana, so that got harder. Right. There was an episode where they actually did a PSA um, at the end of the episode when they talked about marijuana, but that was like season three or four when they got much older. Mm-hmm. Um, right. they, they talk about drunk driving. They talk about divorce. Right. They talk about death. This show was really kind of ahead of its time. And not only for the topics it had, but it actually was one of the first shows that only focused on the youth, on uh, teenagers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there, were, there were shows like Happy Days, of course, but the parents and other adults were prominent characters. Mm-hmm. Say by the Bell focused 99% on the teens. Right. 
And I think that's why it did yeah, so there's well. Some, there's some students that we never even met their parents. Like exactly. You just never even got to see their parents. You rarely got to see Zach's. Yeah. And I don't think... Now, what was his? Did did his mom die or did she move? Because I don't she, think she's ever really in it. She, she was in one episode, but never an episode with her dad, with with Zach's dad, with his dad. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And AC, you see his dad. I don't think you ever see his mom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. There's even I don't think you see Lisa's um, parents. I don't think I don't think you ever see Jesse's parents. I know you see Screech's parents. You see mm-hmm. his mom at least whenever they do. Whenever she leaves to, what is it? She's going to like um, Graceland or something like that. Oh yeah, she leaves and, and they, they break they, they break the Elvis bust, and they gotta find money to yeah. replace the Elvis bust. And that's a good episode. Yeah, yeah, it, that was a good one. I like know, that one. As we're talking about it now, I'm I'm thinking. I wonder how much Ferris Bueller's Day Off was influenced for the show. <laughs> I mean, there's a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's Zach talking to the camera, you know, and yep. and Zach yep. and Ferris were so, I mean, they're almost identical, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, you know, and it's funny you say that because now thinking about it, I, I love Ferris Bueller's, uh-huh. uh, Bueller's Day Off. And I wonder if, I wonder which one I seen first. Like, I wonder if I like that yeah, movie so true. much because I love Saved by the yeah. Bell or the other way around. Yeah, because uh, I believe... Ferris Bueller came out around '86, so it was a it was a few years earlier than Say by the Bell. But I don't know which one I saw first either. I mean, I think I was kind of late to, to Ferris Bueller. I could have seen Say by the Bell, which I actually prefer Say by the Bell over Ferris Bueller. I think Gary knows that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. Weirdly, I saw the Ferris Bueller TV series before either one. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was going like, to hey. say, what are you talking about? There's a TV show. <laughs> There, there was. Was yeah. there really? I think it was uh, the first show for Jennifer Aniston, if I'm not mistaken. She played the sister. What? No. Yeah. I mean, I knew about Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which I love that show. And that's very oh, yeah, that's, that's very similar to it. Yeah. I'm going to fact check this real quick. Okay. Because sure not... I feel like this is something Gary would make up when we would totally buy into. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Ferris Bueller TV series ran from 1986 through... 19... 1985. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 19... actually erasing time. <laughs> yeah. It ran from 1990 to 1991. Uh, huh. Interesting. It ran for 13 whole episodes, so basically a full <laughs> season back in the day. That's crazy. I never knew that was a thing. And yeah, again, that's, that's, that's around Saved by the Bell time. It is. Uh, I don't think that the show is available anywhere. <laughs> no, I would find it. I'm sure Jennifer Aniston's money is maybe the the key factor in that she's probably keeping it a secret yeah she's, she's it's she's basically paying off like hush money or something yeah for the series i feel like we need to have a show sometime where gary tells us things we don't know about pop culture <laughs> <laughs> because he always has these little things that he's yeah i like when on video game rewind whenever he does like the uh, forgotten cartridge it's kind of like that i yeah, like it that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's right this is the uh, forgotten sitcom Okay, so before yes, we go on, before we go on too much more about Saved by the Bell, we, I want to touch a yeah. little bit upon a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which I'm sure a lot of you are Same aware show. of. Was that? Same show. Okay, here we go. Here's our here's it's our the, it's the same show. Here is our friendly debate. Here, okay, you ready for this, Jacob? You ready? Hey, Gary's gonna be the, the 
I've been ready for a while. <laughs> okay, so many people online consider Good Morning Miss Bliss actually season one of Saved by the Bell. Even iTunes lists it as season one of Saved by the Bell. And I am so totally opposed to that. And Jacob, he's for it. So Jacob, why do you think it's the same show? My biggest thing is I get why you say it's a spinoff show. I completely understand that. What I don't buy into, however, is it, if it's a spinoff show, I don't understand how everyone moved to California. It, well, exactly. Because I know it's it not. From- it's not. It's been. I don't. I don't consider it a spinoff show. I think it's more. I think Say by the Bell is a reboot of Good Morning, Miss Bliss. I don't consider it a spinoff, really. Okay, so it's a complete reboot. I but think so. The only thing is, is that don't they refer to episodes in the first season? Like, don't they? Nope. Is there ever any nope, nothing at, at all? So they nothing. So they pretend it never happened. Exactly. And there's episodes of Saved by the Bell where Zach says he's been best friends and neighbors with um, Jesse since kindergarten, and she's not in Good Morning Miss Bliss. And there's also references of in Saved by the Bell where Mr. Bel- Mr. Belding says he was a past student at Bayside and a DJ for the radio station there when he was in high school. I remember that. And okay. so Good Morning Miss Bliss takes place in Indianapolis, Indiana, and Saved by the Bell is California. And there's three, no, there's four characters from Good Morning Miss Bliss in Saved by the Bell. But how, like you said, how can all four of them move to the same school and same town in Saved right. by the Bell? Right, so basically I agreed with you without meaning to. So what, exactly. what we'll do is we'll just say that... Um, basically what it is is that Zach had a fever dream and that's what the whole <laughs> technical first season was uh, and we'll just move past it <laughs> and and in the very in the episode we're going to talk about today Zach talks about chasing after Kelly for many years and Kelly was never in Good Morning Miss right. Bliss that is that is true Tim you win you win the debate Gary we don't need you <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so for those of you who are kind of clueless what we're talking about, like I said, iTunes and many sources online, even Wikipedia, some pages of Wikipedia, not all pages, they consider Good Morning Miss Bliss Season 1 a Saved by the Bell. But also, in my defense, would you call Frasier Season 12 of Cheers? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> it's a new show. No, that's a spinoff. See, now we're exactly. getting back to where we just was. That's a spinoff. That's different. You're exactly. saying this but, is a no, reboot, I, I know, not I know. a spinoff. I know, but in 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 for me debunking the whole season one a say by the bell that's my defense in debunking the whole season one which it is a reboot say by the bell is a reboot of good morning miss bliss okay i buy into that i thought you were saying that it was a spinoff no before no. whenever we had a discussion so okay i buy in yes i think it is a reboot um i will buy into that because they 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 took what went well in good morning miss bliss which was the kids, honestly. And they, yeah. they went with that because Good Morning Miss Bliss was more of a teacher drama than anything. Mm-hmm. The kids were a backseat for the storyline. If I remember, I haven't seen it in years, honestly. No, no, that's true. That is true because I've I've watched, I recently watched it, um, some of it because on Netflix and everything or Hulu or wherever I watch it, it's, that is at season one. So, um but that kind of goes back to what we were saying before about like Ferris Bueller influencing it. Yeah. I wonder if it was that or if whenever they had Good Morning Miss Bliss, they basically had a bunch of people come in and they said, you know, what you like about it? They did a test screening. Yeah. And what they found out was everyone liked the kid part of it. So maybe the show itself is what, you know, made it turn into that. They're like, okay, yeah. well, this isn't working, but what part, some of it is, but not all of it. So let's, or, you know, it could have been something where they say, well, 
you know, parents really aren't watching this or teachers aren't really watching this or teenagers or whatever, but it seems like, you know, the preteens are really into this. So let's gear the whole show towards them, mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature. And Good Morning Miss Bliss did not do well. It was canceled. It originally aired on the Disney Channel and it was canceled. And that's when NBC took its, you know, took it over and uh, placed Say by the Bell on NBC. And it was better. It was. It was. And I don't know why. I, I think the only reason why iTunes and other sources listed it as season one is because nobody's going to buy it or watch it if it's not listed as Say by the Bell. Yeah, I think it's nice that they actually did release it in some form or yeah, fashion. Yeah. You know, especially the fact that Disney owned the rights at one point, or maybe still does, probably not. But it, it's, it, and that's also interesting because I saw Haley Mills' name. I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Know, that she's a part of it. Of so she when played, you say Disney, that makes so much more yeah, sense. She played Miss Bliss. Of course, you may know her um, from The Parent Trap from 1961 and many mm-hmm. other things from Disney. So it was great to see her as a role. But honestly, it was, it was a snooze. Yeah, I watched I watched an episode recently and I wasn't a huge fan of it. So here's a little thing you guys might know not know, but there was a pilot episode that did not have Zach or Screech or Lisa in the episode. Horrible. Mm. It was yeah. So dumb. Yeah. So it actually starred Jonathan Brandis, Brian Austin Green, and Jaleel White. You know who played Urkel? They huh. were the, they were the stars of the show. Wow. So if that did well, if that did well, Say by the Bell would be a completely different show. Well, I'm glad it did. That is true. Yeah. I wonder when that must have been filmed because Family Matters was going relatively strong around that time. No, Urko was, he was really young. He was like a a young, you can watch this episode on YouTube actually. And he's Mm. super young, so much younger than, than Urkel. Interesting. Do, uh, do you guys ever feel bad for, uh, Mikey and Nikki? From Good Morning Miss Bliss because they were like the other I two know. kids. That yeah, oh, that's I know. true. Close with them, and then it's like <laughs> they're just gone. I think even as a kid, when I watched Saved by the Bell, I thought maybe that Slater was supposed to be him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they kind of. No, I thought I thought the same thing. Because they weren't, you know, they weren't white. You know, they had some kind of ethnicity behind them and everything. So I thought maybe that could have been him. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing though that I really thought they should have kept. On, honestly, was uh, Milo the janitor? Mm, yeah, yeah. He was. I thought he was good. He was funny. I liked him. Uh, I don't know why they. You know whether. I mean, I'm sure there was a reason. Maybe he got a different job. We'd never know really what's going on. Um, you know behind the scenes, but I thought that he. You know would have been like they kept building. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I love building though. I really do. I re- I love that character. So the episode we're going to talk a little bit about today was uh, called King of the Hill. Which, oddly enough, it was episode 15 of season one. And I say oddly enough because it was supposed to be the very first episode of Saved by the Bell, which I don't know why it didn't air that way, honestly. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird that they waited 15 episodes before they introduced one of the best characters. Exactly, because in this episode, it starts off with Zach waking up, his alarm's going off, and um, this whole episode is about introducing A.C. Slater to the show, to the cast. It's his first ever appearance, so to go a whole 15 episodes without introducing him, when I was rewatching, I was like, what's going on? I, I, I honestly thought the DVD set that I had was printed out of order. 
Which happens, honestly. Well, here's something, sure. here's something that I thought was kind of weird, honestly, is that it's it was a flashback show, yep, but yeah. it took place in, like, current time. Ex- it was weird exactly. because the show starts by, he said, I'll never forget the day that Slater came to school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, I get that. But then it's like, it, it doesn't flash back to when they're younger. It's like, it's just current. So yeah. it's like, well... Do and you... it's his voice then, so it's like it's not like they did the whole, you know, Wonder Years thing, where you know they had an. <laughs> right. it, it was, so that was just real strange to me. Well, do you uh, know? And... Do you know why they did that? Probably because they were supposed to air it exactly. I don't know. So that that intro that you hear, oh, I'll play the intro here. Here's right here. I'll never forget the day Slater showed up. That was filmed after the fact. They put that on the episode because they knew it was out of order and it would confuse people. So they treated it as a flashback episode, like you said. And originally it wasn't supposed to be a flashback episode at all. But So they, they tagged on that audio to make it a flashback episode. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes more sense, but it was just such a weird yeah. way of, of doing it. I just, uh, I mean, I get it, I do, but it just, I wonder why they didn't just air that one first. I don't know, maybe like, they didn't, maybe they didn't like the way that Slater was going, because honestly, his character in the first episode, or this episode, was more of the uh, troublemaker, not troublemaker, but um, the bad boy, you know what I mean? He was a punk, he was yeah, a punk. Yeah, a punk. Like, right. and that's, and that's the thing, and I will, I'll, I'll go on record right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but he was my favorite character in the show. I love him it to was death. Like, A.C. Slater was my favorite character. Yeah, when I was in middle school i i was in wrestling and ah. i was in wrestling because my dad and my uncles were in wrestling as well but i didn't really think about it until ac slater wrestled and then i was like yeah like <laughs> that's totally what i'm gonna do he's got cool hair and he gets the chicks guess who else is wrestling yeah i i agree he was actually more he was the nicer of the guys except mm-hmm. for this first episode right yeah it, it yeah. was and, and you're probably right that's probably why they did it they probably made that episode and then once they got into it it was like well we need to change his personality or maybe his personality grew through the episode exactly and yeah. then they're like hey let's change this up a little bit because we would we don't want people to hate like because our first impression would be then you know well he's kind of a jerk i don't like him mm-hmm. but yep. since we already knew him before that because i feel like if that was the first episode i watched with slater that have been my first impression exactly i don't know right. if i really would have liked him exactly that much. yeah what about you gary what do you think uh, I guess, I guess in syndication, it just wouldn't matter. Right. So yeah. maybe that's what they were hoping just because at that time, no one thought about future focus and TV on DVD and TV, you know, releases official like that, except for just random stranded episodes on VHS. So, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's why they did it. They just weren't ever planning on it airing in order <laughs> yeah. aside from that very first time. <clears throat> I did like the, the direction they took with Slater because the first season... Okay, first of all, when he was written into the show, he was completely supposed to go back and forth with uh, Zach the whole entire series trying to get Kelly, mm-hmm. which they do the whole entire first season. But after season one, like they kind of slowly go off of that and he starts chasing Jesse. And that's when I started loving AC Slater was when he stopped fighting with Zach. And became yeah. more, more of an ally. Yeah, it's not fun to watch your two leads fight with each other. Yeah, all the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, and not just that, but we started off by being fans of Zach. We identified with Zach. You mm-hmm. know, whenever you watch the show, he's the main guy. We identify with him regardless of, you know, if you're dressing like Screech or not. You still either identified <laughs> with Zach or wanted to be Zach. I mean, right. a lot of us just, that's what we wanted to do. You know, we wanted to be Zach Morris. Oh, for sure. Uh, strangely enough, my little brother's name is Zach Morris, so that's kind of cool. Really? Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's his, real, that's his real name. His name is Zach Morris. When so was he, when was he, when, pretty cool. when was he born? Uh, he's 14. Okay, so 13. well after the fact. Okay. 14, yeah. I think, is... he's a, I think he's getting ready to turn 13 uh, next month. That is super cool, oh. actually. I, w- I would love yeah. that name as a teenager. Oh, I know. And the thing is, though, is like I don't think he really watches Saved by the Bell. Oh. And it's it's just one of those deals. But the first time that my kids watched it and they heard Zach Morris, like their eyes got real big and they turned around and they're like, Uncle Zach? And I was like, yes, yeah, it's a documentary about him. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, so we talked about it a little before. I think I know your answer, Jacob. We're going to play this little bit of audio and then we're going to pick somebody. So let's check out this audio. Meet the babes of Bayside High. There's Zach. He's popular with pretty girls, principals, and parents. And there's A.C. Slater. Mmm, he's strong. It's not good to be afraid of your girlfriend. A real macho man. Make a date with the babes of Bayside High. Catch the next Saved by the Bell. Weekdays at 4 on WGN. Okay, so we are here to decide who we choose. What what team are we on? Are we Team Zach or Team Slater? I think I know Jacob's decision. Oh, you think you think you know me? <laughs> That's you think you know me, huh? Team Screech, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, no, I I'm. It's hard. Like it's a very very difficult thing to say, honestly, because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like them both so much, but mm-hmm. number one, I don't know why Screech was not in that uh, commercial, <laughs> and um, it's it's Herbert. It's Herbert, the twitchy nerd. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We should talk it's about- Slater. It's It's okay. Slater. It really Slater. is Slater. Okay. So as I go back and watch it now, I am I love Slater so much more than I ever did before. As an adult, Slater is the best character on the show. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, but he is. As I watched it, man, I just I just I loved Zach because I think I just wanted to be that cocky as a kid, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that that's the thing too, and that's why I said it's very difficult. So here's why I think it's very hard to choose one, is because they are very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. also the same in so many ways. And I think that's like with Zach, he he uh, he's got this confidence about him. He is super sly. He's very good looking. He, um, you know, he's got all that that you just like that personality that you want. But then you have Slater, who he's strong. Mm-hmm. He's also super witty. Um, you know, but he's like he's also kind of like sensitive. Like he's yeah. more of the sensitive guy. He's yeah. that stereotypical tough sensitive guy. So it's hard to choose one of them, um, but. You know, <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to lean more towards Slater. But I, it's very difficult to say. I'm Team Zach still. I, I I love Zach. I think even though he could have, he was a jerk in a lot of the episodes, and I, but I do believe he meant well in every episode. 
You know what I mean? So I'm still Team Zach, but I still love Slater, though. What about you? What about you, Gary? Well, considering I am literally every single one of those things that Jacob just said about both guys, <laughs> I can't pick. Uh, no, I, I have to say I, I always related to Zach, maybe because he had blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, whether it was natural or not, who knows. But, yeah. you know, it, there weren't a lot of blonde-haired male leads on television back uh-huh. in that time. So I think I always kind of gravitated towards him because of that fact. Um, I, I guess I should watch the show more as an yeah. adult and see if I can appreciate Slater more. But yes. I, I got to stick with Zach from Childhood There memories. you go. So Saturday morning, Rewind, we, we recommend Zach. Even though, I mean, Slater, he is an awesome character. I, I, I think he's the best now. Him and Kelly are the, my favorite ep- uh, characters on the show now. Hmm. And that's kind of spoiling this next little audio clip. So here's a little audio of the next thing we're we'll talking about. Meet the babes of Bayside High. Lisa's the name. Hey dudes, let's dish. And gossip's her game. Check out Kelly. All right. Pardon my perkiness. She's not hot, she's nuclear. Make a date with the babes of Bayside High. Catch the next Saved by the Bell. Weekdays at 5.30 on WB32. All right, so now we're talking about the babes, the, the girl babes of Bayside High. And, of course, this audio clip, for some reason, didn't even talk about Jessie Spano, which I don't know why, because she was hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jacob, who would you choose? Who is the uh, babe? Kelly. Kelly. Stop talking, Kelly. Stop <laughs> talking. It's Kelly. It's Kelly. It's 100% <laughs> Kelly. It is. It's Kelly Kapowski. I love you, Kelly. Uh, it's Kelly for the rest of my life. Uh, sorry, Chia. I also love you. But, uh, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next. Kelly was probably one of my first uh, real-time crushes. Um, yes. She was so down to earth. Honestly, I think Jesse and Lisa were, were kind of a little bit conceited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little more drama behind them. But Kelly was just that girl next door and she was super hot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is for you to say that you think you think that Lisa was a little conceited is ridiculous because that was her personality. <laughs> it was. That's it was. was. <laughs> All right. Gary, what about you? All right, I'm going to buck the trend a little bit, and I'm going to say Kelly. Uh, I, I can't, I don't, I mean, I I don't know what else to say, but she was just, gore- and she still is. She's amazing looking now still. I, I love yeah. her. That is true. Who would, who would, here's the real question. Who would not choose Kelly? Yeah. Like, well, I'm sure my, there's people out there that wouldn't, but come on. Like, my, my, are you kidding me? My brother-in-law thinks Lisa was the hottest. Well, I agree. She was super hot, too. Honestly, I, I love her too. Sure. But, uh, and did you know? I have... Go ahead. Did you know behind the scenes? Okay, so a lot of them dated, you know, in real life, but the the couple that lasted the longest during the show was actually Mark Paul Gosler, who played Zach, and uh, Lark Voorhees, who played Lisa. They they dated for like three years. Interesting. Hmm. So, for those of you who follow us on on uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter, which you should, by the way. It's at Saturday Rewind. I reached out to you guys and asked you guys to leave some voicemails about your memories of Saved by the Bell. And sadly enough, we only got two of them, which I'm pretty disappointed in you guys because we've had this voicemail for a while, although I haven't, you know, promoted it in a very, very long time. So we're going to play those in a second. But honestly, okay, here we go. If you guys want to leave any voicemail at any time about this show, you know, any of the past interviews that I've done, any of the past episodes we've done, um, 
future episodes, favorite voice actors, favorite cartoons, please. Video games. Video games, yes, please yeah. feel free to call in. Just, it's a 1-800 number, not 1-800, but it's a toll-free number that you can call in. You won't get charged for it. There's like a two-minute limit, I believe. But if your message goes over two minutes, just call back, you know, and I can edit them together as it's, as if it's one, you know, long, long uh, voicemail. The voicemail number is one 767 8666 So I, I'm I'm serious. I'm about to cut it off if we don't get more there's voicemails. There's a reason there's a reason why people don't call that number, Tim. <laughs> well it does stand for SMR what does it stand for, Gary? SMR Tune. SMR Tune. That's why I picked that number. So it's one eight three three SMR Tune. Yeah, well, it's 666, and that's the mark of the beast, and no one's going to call that number because it's terrifying. <laughs> also, just FYI, if you ever put mom in your phone, it's also 666. That's scary. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense for a lot of us. I'm just kidding. I love you, Mom. <laughs> but I'm serious. I was searching if... for my mom one day in my phone, and I was like, wait, 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 I don't like this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but I'm serious when I say that we haven't had a voicemail in quite a while besides these two that I've gotten here. And uh, if we don't do any in the next month or so, I'm probably going to discontinue the the voicemail. So please, you know, call in. I will play, as long as it's family-friendly, I will play your, your voicemail on an upcoming episode. I promise you. Again, it's one 767 But before we play the voicemails that we received, I want to go through a little thing that I found just about an hour ago. Um, so MTV did an article of the 45 things you probably didn't know about Saved by the Bell. Ooh. And I picked out maybe like 10 of them that I thought were pretty cool that we can talk about a little bit right here. Um, originally, it was called, or they wanted to call it, When the Bell Rings. No. No, I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, I, I believe I heard that one of the producers it, you know, liked it and the other one didn't like it, so they stuck with Saved by the Bell. But uh, this wasn't in the article, but I do remember hearing that Mr. Belding's name is is a play on words, Belding. Huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mind equals blown, yep. fellas. So that was not <laughs> in the... Holy cow. That was not in the MTV article, MTV article, so I will add that to it. Um, Tim article. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I loved about Saved by the Bell was that their set was so limited. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay, so we have we have like the we have Belding's office. Yeah. We have um the commons, I guess you could call it, where the lock the locker bay with mm-hmm. the stairs and the bathrooms right there. Um I think we rarely got us all the cafeteria. I can't really remember, but I'm sure we did. And the gym. Yep. But those two I think were very rare. And we had the bathrooms. I, bathrooms and then i think two classrooms and because one classroom you can't they came in to the screen from the top of the screen the other classroom i believe they came in from the left of the screen so that classroom was pretty much one classroom that they would just rearrange all the time right (laughs) and the uh, locker rooms were the same as the bathrooms the gym locker rooms were the bathrooms they just would rearrange put lockers in there and okay. the hallway, it went through a lot of different renovations. Like at some episodes, there are lockers all the way back to the far wall. Other episodes, they're gone. There's an episode hmm. where on the left-hand side where um, Slater and um, Kelly's lockers were, there was the trophy case there instead of lockers at one episode. And right. there's even a few episodes where I question where Mr. Belding's office is 
<laughs> we all know it's, it's we all know it's, it's, right, it's on that same wall exactly right? it's, with, to the, it's to the left with those lockers just directly yeah. next to it but there's a few episodes early on season one where they're in the hallway right next to the lockers and somebody gets in trouble and mr belding comes out and he says i'm taking you to my office and they they exit like backstage they go back and to the right instead of going right there to his office <laughs> I guess he had to swing by another room and drop something off on the way to his office. <laughs> no, they were going in the sneaky door to the office. No, you don't want to go in that door. <laughs> I loved how small the school was, too, how you see the same recurring background characters. And right. when there was a wrestling match, there's like 20 people in the audience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, like, that kind of resonated with me because I grew up in a small town. I think my town yeah. had like a total of like maybe like 2,200 people. And that's like now. But this so is like this whenever is, I was growing up, it was super small. This is next to a right? beach in California, so we know it's not small. Well, you guys <laughs> went to private schools, you know how it is. The article mentioned how it had only one classroom in Bayside High. They just rearranged for different scenes and subjects. So for one scene, they would change the chairs facing one direction, put the put the uh, desk on the opposite side of the uh, the room to make it look like a completely different room when it was the same exact room. Huh. Now I want to just watch for that sort of thing. Oh, you know, you yeah. do. It's so it's so great. And even when okay, so they even change out Mr. Belding's office. So when they go over to Valley High, there's a scene where there's uh there's a scene in the principal's office in Valley High. It's Belding's office completely the same except for the desk is against a different wall. <laughs> and we still probably <laughs> never noticed. No, we didn't. Yeah. Nope. Okay, this article says Dustin Diamond also wasn't supposed to be Screech. Um, the creator, Peter Engel, he did say that he didn't know he was 12 years old when he cast him. And if he knew that, he wouldn't have casted him. Huh. Because he was, I believe, three years younger than everybody else in the cast. Oh, wow. Which which is why there's a little bit of animosity towards him and other cast members because they didn't really hang out with him as much as everybody mm, else did. Okay. Because he was sense. he was yeah. much younger than so everybody. he just hung out he just hung out with Scud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, says Screech is the only character in every single original Saved by the Bell episode and every single spinoff episode of the series. Huh. So that makes sense. Him and Zach were in every single Saved by the Bell episode, but Screech is the only one that came back and was in every one of the spinoff episodes as well. He's got nothing else going on. Yeah, except for prison, maybe. Well, we don't want to talk about that. He did. Ha- he did uh, standalone film. We're not going to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the AC in Slater's name stood for Albert Clifford, which I knew that. Yeah, I know because you called me Albert Clifford the other night in <laughs> <a> text message. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley, who uh, played Jesse, she auditioned for the role of Kelly. And the producers loved her so much, they actually wrote the part of Jesse for her. Oh, well done. Yeah, so she wasn't supposed to be in the series whatsoever. And I'm glad they did, because she added a whole new element to the uh, to the cast there. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. She was awesome. So Ed Alonzo, the guy who played Max, you know, the magician yes. who, oh, owned, yeah. who mm-hmm. owned the Max, he actually is a true magician. And he worked with Britney Spears to create illusions for her 2009 circus tour. Hey, huh. you didn't know that. You didn't know that. I mean, I knew she. I knew Obvi- he was a magician. Obviously, yeah. Who, yeah. Obviously, he did that. I mean, <laughs> you didn't. You don't follow him. Ah, uh, of course I do. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> I did love him, honestly. Yeah, no, he's I great. I, I was sad when they kind of you know took him out after the first two seasons. Well, it was like he was our. Uh... Uh, what, what was the guy on? Why can't I think of it? Happy Days, Arthur. Was yeah, Arthur? yeah, he was our Arthur. Yeah, was it Arthur? Yeah, I think that's, so. Yeah, that's who he was. yeah. Was it? I, I don't think I don't feel like that's right. He was the owner of the restaurant that we, you know, in Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah, I why I, I feel like Arthur's not right though. Arnold's. Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. that's that's Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Arthur Fonzarelli is. Fon- yeah, that's, that's why right. it's like I was like Arthur's not right because that's that's Fonzie's name. <laughs> Hey, there's actually a uh, Happy Days uh, diner in Illinois, if you guys are curious. Uh, and they, they recently came up with that pop-up um, Max restaurant as well. That I What? Wish... Yeah. You didn't know about that? Well, it, yeah, I did. That's why I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't look just like it. I wish they would have copied it identically, but they didn't. But it still looks super cool, though. And there's a video of... Um, of Mario Lopez visiting it. It's really cool. Yeah, well, nice. just so you know, I'm looking it up right now, and we're making a road trip, guys. And can I <laughs> can I say, 25 years after the fact, how does Mario Lopez look better now than he did in the 90s? Um, I know why. Because he was created by the same man who created Leonardo DiCaprio, and they are both <laughs> robots, and I don't trust them. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. Okay, so... One of Mr. Belding's degrees hanging behind him on the wall is a degree in Kung Fu. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. One of the degrees in Mr. Belding's office is a degree in Kung Fu, according to MTV. I don't know. I don't remember an episode talking about that. I I don't know how they know that. Maybe they talked to a producer. I don't know. I love that. And we talked about this a few minutes ago, Gary, when you mentioned uh, Zach's hair. Yes, it mm-hmm. was dyed blonde because he is actually a brunette in real life. So every right. every two weeks, they had to dye his hair blonde. Wow. Yeah. Because I know he's got brown hair now. I was like, either he his hair changed really late in life or <laughs> yeah, or it was fake. So I guess so. they probably wanted to go with more of the beach. Although in Miss Bliss, he had blonde hair as well. And that's in yeah, Indiana. So I don't know. So my whole youth was a lie. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> All right. So now I guess we're going to close on some voicemails that we got then. All right. So like I said, please, I mean, call in. I don't care if it's about cartoons, your favorite cartoon character, favorite voice actor. Call in. It's one 767 8666 And if you don't like the sound of that, it is one smr tune if that sounds better to you, if you don't want to dial in 666. The, uh... Hey, also, I would just throw this out. If you are somebody who's kind of shy, you don't want your voice being on uh, the show or anything, that's fine. Give us a call. Just tell us, hey, I like the idea of you guys you know, um, playing these. Keep it going. Yeah. Love the show. Just yeah. Whatever. Just give us a call. Just let us know that you're, yeah. you know, you're there. A lot of times whenever we do this podcast, we're doing it for us, obviously, because we enjoy it. Um, but also, you know, it's nice sometimes for someone to say, hey, I like the show. So, yeah, no, you know, just, yeah. The first, the first one we got is from one of our dear friends, Jen, from the KJD pod. So go check oh. their show out. They talk about a lot of good old Disney movies. Here is her voicemail. I am 
so excited that you were doing a Saved by the Bell episode. I loved Saved by the Bell as a kid. Here in England, it was one of the few American shows that we got, and I think this is what started my obsession with American culture. These kids were all so cool. Meanwhile, I was super shy and a bookworm, and I truly believed that if only I had been born in America where everyone was cool, I would be a cool kid too. <laughs> Lisa was my icon. I was super in love with Zach. I still might be, but as an adult, I recognize that Slater is the true alpha of the group. His style was and is an aspirational level of, well, something. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear this episode. Bye. So I love how she talks about how as, as when she was younger, she loved Zach. But now that she watches it now, she realizes that Slater was the alpha male. Yeah, I agree. That was that was a really nice voicemail from her. Yeah. Uh, it's always great to hear her. And it's really cool to hear how it sort of uh, transcended into English culture. Yeah, yeah. And, well. she, and of course she says how um, that was like her eye to the, uh, the, the U.S. culture, you know, so that was great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really like that. I mean, it's it's funny to think, though, that like then people think that everybody here, all you had to do is just live in America and you would have been cool. Cause it's like, yeah, that would be cool if that was true, but it's, <laughs> it's not, I mean, not all of us are Gary's. Yeah. I wish all yeah. Americans were cool yeah. like that. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> okay. So the second one we got is from one of our favorite listeners, Megan, who I have known since my uh, Chris Potter interview, who voiced Gambit, of course, from a couple years ago, she became, a fan of the podcast ever since then, and she called in talking about Saved by the Bell. So here is her yeah, voice. That's a great episode, by the way. I uh, love that interview. I love it. And, and as far as I know, it's still his only podcast interview, as far as I know. Wow. He's yeah. really, he was a really cool guy to, to, that's why I love this podcast. But yeah, anyways, put it. <laughs> All right, here's her voicemail. Hello, Saturday Morning Rewind. This is Megan LeBon. And I just want to give a message that uh, I really adore Saved by the Bell. And I watch it since I was in high school between 2003 and 2007. And um, what can I say? I mean, the show really helped me, um, you know, for the dark moments that I've been going through. And I watch it every morning uh, before I headed to school. <laughs> but the most of the show, I love fashion. Um, especially Callie, Lisa, and Jesse during every season of the show and because I really love the 80s and 90s style. Well, this this is why I totally grew up with these iconic looks, even when I was really little. And um, I don't have a... I mean, I couldn't remember what all the episodes I like, but I do love um, when Jesse... Uh, was desperate to succeed at the high school uh, midterm and ended up hooked up with the caffeine pills, which is the scariest thing. Even the midterms are much scarier, not just high school, but college. But my number one favorite I love the most is when Kelly got nominated of the homecoming queen, but she got a little pimple and um, second screech, made a little acne stuff from the lab. But the bad news got um, those spots around it. But the good news at the end, um, Callie won because she got um, a same 
color、uh, for the school, which is、uh, part of the school spirit, which is really funny and awesome. <laughs> But yeah, I I love Callie because she is really the cutest, and I love the way she dresses and her personality and how how very caring person she is. And and、uh, thank you again、uh, for doing this, and um. Hopefully,、um, everything is gonna be awesome things in the future. Bye, Megan. Seriously, thank you so much for calling in with that because I, I'm I'm glad you touched upon the same thing I talked about how Saved by the Bell helped you during some dark times. And I mean, people should people involved with the show should know that because I don't know if they do, but they really did truly help me and help you as well. So I love that. That is great, and she she touched on fashion, eighties and nineties、uh-huh. fashion, which I'm in the same boat. I just I love it. I love all the weird colors and how they all shouldn't work together, but they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, I feel like one of the episodes that she talked about, you know, with the caffeine pills, I really、yeah. feel like that was one of these standalone episodes that was so good, and and it was. You know, it just really affected a lot of us because you never really heard about the pressure. You know, it's like you'd always say something about, "Oh, I'm just stressed out" or "I'm so tired" or something. And you know, adults would always just be like, "Well, wait till you know you're an adult and you have a job to do、mm-hmm. or whatever." It's like because we're, you know, we're younger, we're teens, we're not allowed to be stressed or we're not allowed to have, you know,、um, these kind of problems. And it was it was cool to see this show kind of address that and say, "Hey,、mm-hmm. guess what."、Um, We all have problems, you know. It doesn't matter how old you are; you're going to have these issues. You're going to have these problems come up, and the way that you handle it dictates, you know, your who you are. So I, I, I love that episode. Yeah, it's a great episode.、Mm-hmm. As long with, along with the pimple one too. I remember that one. I remember her, yeah, yeah. dying her skin. That was a great episode. Yeah, yeah, it just goes back to just how sneaky Zach is, because you know, Screech invents that, and then Zach's like, "Yo, let's make money." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's one other trivia thing I didn't tell you guys about. It wasn't on the MTV thing, but、um, there is. I know Gary's gonna appreciate this because I introduced him to this show called Victorious from Nickelodeon. <laughs>、right. There, there is an episode of Victorious where Mr. Belly makes an appearance. Really? Which I didn't even realize. So I was reading about it, and sure enough, it is an episode. Hold on, it is called April Fool's Blank from 2012. Huh. And I need to rewatch that because I haven't watched Victorious in a few years. But I think that's a great show. Honestly, it's, it's I can see it being similar to Saved by the Bell. Yeah,、mm, never heard of it. It's a good show,、never、man. It's a good、it. show. But anyways, so that's gonna do this episode. But I want to give everybody listening a little homework assignment. Please call in and leave a voicemail about the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon from the eighties. Because that is one of the next episodes we're going to be talking about. So please oh, leave a voicemail.、Yeah. Talk about your favorite characters, episodes, whatnot. Again, it's one eight three three seven six seven eight six six six. So please call in. We'd love that. Yes, please do. We we know what we think, but we like hearing what you guys think as well. So please let us know. Yep, and that's going to do it. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.